Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today we've got some crazy Entitled Parents stories. And our first story of the day is from Witches COVID 99 Yes, I'm a child care specialist. No, I will not stop partying. Okay, let's go. This happened yesterday on the bus to a pub with myself and four of my friends. We're LGBTQ plus and gothic, so I want you to imagine what we looked like. Not on the job. I'm a childcare professional and work in a nursery near my home. I work in the preschool, ages 3 to 5, and I'm very well received in my field. Other nurseries often request my help with observations, room design, parental related issues, etc., So I'm often spotted in nurseries that aren't mine, and often make conversations with parents I would never usually cross. There's my backstory, now onto the story. My friends and I are on our way to our local pub on the bus on a Saturday evening. We aren't incredibly loud, but it's an empty bus and we're jolly, when a mother and a young boy come onto the bus. I recognize her, although no idea where they're from. I try to keep my head down because I also don't want to interact with any work responsibilities. She sits down away from me, and I sigh thankfully. I go back to our conversation and forget about it. I want to stress, we are 10 minutes from being in the clear. The mother stands up and walks towards us. I notice instantly and nudge my friends to quiet down. They say, hello, aren't you OP from my nursery? I say, yeah, that's me. I'm sorry, I recognize you, but I can't place you. Which nursery do you go to? She says, another nearby nursery. I say, oh, lovely, and he's in the preschool, right? Lovely place. She says, yeah, it is. You look a bit different from work. I almost didn't recognize you. Her face scrunched up, like actually putting her nose in the air. I say, ah, well, yeah, I'm often in a uniform and no makeup, so this is what I usually look like, I guess. The group were silent. She was silent. I was silent. It was so awkward for like two minutes. My friend on my left cleared his throat and said, Is there anything else? She says, are you drinking? I say, yes. She says, haven't you got work? Uh, no, there's no nursery on the weekends, I said. Well, aren't you on the clock for babysitting? I do babysit often. However, parents have to book in advance and I'm free this weekend. She says, well, what if there's an emergency? I think parents have family members that could help. Like I said, they have to book in advance. They say, aren't you in work on Monday? I say I am, but I won't drink tomorrow. I'll just recover. They say, don't you think that's irresponsible? Also, what if some parents see you drunk? That's unprofessional. I say it would be unprofessional if I was working, but I'm not working. I have the weekend off. They say, and what if you see one of your kids out? I say, they're not my responsibility outside of work. Of course, I will always be delightful and kind, but they're not my responsibility. They say, but don't you think it's unprofessional? My friend started laughing at this point purely because she didn't seem to grasp the fact that I wasn't working. I say, no, I don't. I believe I'm allowed to go out and spend my free time as I choose, much like everyone else. They say, right, and you think dressing like that is appropriate. I say, yes, because I'll be going to a club after the pub. It's been lovely seeing you, but this is our stop, so I'll have to say goodbye. It wasn't my stop. My stop was the next stop, but my friends have been drinking and I do not trust them. We all got off and had a few minutes of walking, but none of us could stop talking about the interaction. 
My friend walked into the pub and scooped the floor, making sure no parents with kids were there. Okay, floor is clear, OP can enter, she said, and I laughed as I walked to the table. Nothing exciting, just a pure lunatic. Honestly, the thinking of this entitled parent is, I think, the same exact line of thinking that a kid who doesn't understand how the world works would think of things. Like, when I was a kid in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, when I thought about my teachers, I couldn't fathom them being real people outside of the classroom. Like, as a kid, you just have this idea that they're always in teacher mode, they've always got that classic teacher outfit. Honestly, I think the most staggering thing was when I started reaching an age where people I know directly were actually in the teaching field. I mean, early to mid-twenties is definitely young for a teacher, but having that experience made me really realize that teachers are just somebody's friend, somebody's buddy, somebody that grew up and had the same experiences as anybody else. Somebody that has the same Saturday night that a lot of other people have. Did you guys ever have this kind of awakening moment with people that were either maybe teachers or bosses or anything? Or is that just kind of goofy? Let me know about you guys in the comments down below. Our next story is from Degasi Survivor 230 Parents decided to use me as a scapegoat and allow my younger brother to abuse me. I'm a 22-year-old male who's still living with his family, as the state of the housing industry is in shambles. For as long as I can remember, my parents have been using me as a scapegoat for their problems and allow my little brother to treat me like a mental and emotional, and sometimes physical, punching bag. Just recently, I apparently petted my cat wrong and that was enough to upset him. This in turn caused my parents to yell at me. Later on, he came into my room to say goodnight, and I politely said goodnight back. I was willing to forgive what happened earlier, and he took that as an insult. My parents yelled at me again, and my mother called me an idiot. Every time he gets angry or upset, my parents blame me and yell at me. They used to hit just for making small mistakes or defending myself against other children and adults that tried to harm me before I graduated school. Every time they start to yell at me, I'm reminded of those memories, and those memories will probably never fade. It can be the littlest of things that set them off. You'll even get angry if someone looks at him and gives him direct eye contact, even when he's speaking and demanding attention. I, of course, am blamed for this, and normally forced to sit down at a table to talk things out with him, and work something out to avoid this in the future. If I try to protest, I'm yelled at for not complying with my parents' wishes. They believe yelling avoids drama and will stop me from arguing against them. I've attempted to explain it'll only cause more drama and hurt me, but they don't seem to care. It doesn't even matter if it's related to my brother. If I cry, they'll yell at me to stop. Recently, I came home after a walk and told them about a rude woman I met outside that said some pretty disgusting things about me. In response, they yelled at me as I was bringing unwanted drama home. This was even worse in high school, as I was manipulated and bullied by a student who I used to call a friend for a grand total of five years while the school did nothing. I was determined to know why, and I eventually got my answer. It was because I was autistic, and his family hated people with autism and saw them as another species entirely. I ended up defending myself against him one time, and that was enough to get me suspended. He never got suspended or expelled for his actions. The abuse I suffered from them with my brother's behavior nearly pushed me over the edge, and I almost ended it all at a few points. I've gotten into a better state of mind now. He continuously tosses the words abuse, assault, and harassment around to describe me, and will constantly lie to get his own way. I also have major sensitivity to loud noises, and he deliberately creates them to send me into a panic. 
While this happens, my parents sit there and do nothing, and then yell at me when I told them to stop. I do remember them talking sense into my little brother during primary school, but I'm sure they gave up around that time and started using me as a scapegoat. I'm the older brother, so I must take responsibility for my and his actions, even if I don't have any responsibility in the matter. They even invented the you two card to blame both of us, even if I'm doing nothing wrong. If I protest, I'm yelled at. A few weeks ago, I woke up one morning and was yelled at for no reason. I had just walked out of my room. Even if I do something wrong, I take responsibility for it and look for a way to fix the problem. I try my hardest to help people and provide for my family each day. I do most of the jobs around the house, even if they cause me nausea. I even cook dinner. I expect nothing in return, but their respect and treatment of me as a human being. In reality, I'm yelled at for no reason. Once I save up enough for a house, I'm going to escape this toxic environment and never return. If I ever have kids, I'm not introducing them to these people. I plan to cut them out of my life entirely and live a life free from their abuse. I'm thinking about seeing a therapist for this, but I'm worried they'll tell my parents, and my parents will yell at me again for making my brother look bad. I recall them even calling me and my therapy sessions a waste of time and money while I was still seeing one during high school. I've spoken to my friends about this and they recommended therapists that are cheap and close to where I live. I've also called Kids Helpline at least four times during this year and I feel as though the people I speak with treat me better than my actual parents. I mean, considering what OP described here, I'm gonna say it's not surprising that people at the Kids Helpline do treat OP better than their parents. This is definitely a situation where if you feel like nothing is going to change, Try to deal with the brunt of it while you can, work hard on yourself and providing for yourself, and then cutting off all of that excess toxic baggage as soon as you can. And I imagine with parents and a brother like that, they're going to treat you like you are the worst scum ever for cutting that all off. You know, everything's going to start going to the wayside of their house because nobody's doing stuff for them anymore. And it's going to all be OP's fault if OP just didn't hate us. We did nothing wrong, then I try to turn the whole extended family against OP. It's honestly a terrible, toxic situation, but I think the sooner you recognize that and understand that's that kind of reality with them, the sooner you can just focus on yourself and saving up, hopefully without making it obvious where they can steal your money, and parachute out of that crashing plane before too long. Also, literally any good therapist worth their weight is not going to tell your parents because I don't think they'd be allowed to have a license if they're going and doing that. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Spooky Beagle, just thought I'd update. So some stuff has happened since my last post. My parents are still trying to make me feel guilty for not wanting visitors, but so far haven't made any insinuations that they're going to break the boundary. They've been sending us gifts, mainly for our daughter, which is nice. They think we need government aid because I let slip that money is tight at the moment and we're on a strict budget. We see the end of this period coming soon though, but right now we have to be more creative and pay more attention to where our money goes. I've explained this to them, but no, they think we're about to be homeless or something. Just because we can't afford to buy steaks or pot roast or have meat with every meal. Good heavens. I've repeatedly told them that this is temporary. My dad said, this seems to happen often. I told him that it's a part of life, and a lot of the times it's our own fault. They threatened to sign up for us. We don't want that, we're fine. 
and I can see them holding it over us because they are gifts that are always conditional. We found out we're having a baby boy, so now we'll have one of each. I've decided to wait a bit longer after this baby to have another one. We don't want a lot of kids, but we do want more than two. My parents are thrilled. My mom, most of all. She wasn't even close to this enthusiastic when we learned our daughter would be a girl. She wouldn't even believe the ultrasound and kept trying to convince me to doubt it. Of course, she denies all this. It's quite unsettling to see how enthusiastic my family is about us having a boy when it wasn't as close for a girl. They love their granddaughter, but still, it's hard to see. My grandma warned me over the phone when I called her to tell her the news, which she had already heard from my parents. She would not be surprised if my mom made her way out here in February all by herself just to see her new grandson. Sad thing is, I wouldn't be surprised either. I'll try to update if there's more developments, and of course, I'll update in February when our boy makes his arrival. Honestly, this is so disappointing to see. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've seen a gender reveal video or two where one of the parents looks entirely disappointed because, oh, one's a girl or, oh, one's a boy when they wanted the opposite. But God forbid you're in this position where you know your grandparents don't care as much about one of your kids. And it's one of those situations where you don't ever want them to know the truth because you don't want it to bother them. But it also sucks because as the kid grows up, they grow up ignorant of the truth of how their grandparents really felt about them initially. Deep down, I'm sure they're only truly caring about the boy because they want a true male to carry on the family lineage or whatever. Our next story is from T and Bentley. Give a hyper child beer. Just saw a post about a parent demanding beer for their child, and it reminded me of a story of my own. I, 22-year-old male, was interning at a resort at the time when I had a couple with their hyper child in my section. There were signs I could see about parenting decisions, especially by the mother, that didn't seem right from my perspective. But heck, not my kid. My opinion doesn't matter. But this incident was icing on the cake. The story... So, the kid was getting very hyper towards the end of their dinner, screaming and running towards other tables, causing a ruckus and disturbing the people eating there. He was especially running towards a couple who had a bottle of wine they bought resting in a chiller by their table side. And the parents were just like, he does this regularly. I politely suggested that people are getting disturbed and, not to mention, all the glass around. Lo and behold, the mother's idea was to give him some beer. Since the kid was clearly something between 7 to 9 and us being a registered organization, I couldn't just serve the beer on our watch inside the restaurant. The mother anyways just seemed adamant that it's completely fine and they give him beer on occasions and whatnot. Finally I had to call in the restaurant manager who gave in to the request. The view of the child drinking the beer was both shocking and hilarious after all the commotion. He drank it like a thirsty dog on a scorching summer day while me and the restaurant manager just stared at each other in confusion. So this story is very alarming to me because kids usually are already going to be hyper and overactive, but depending on how the kid receives the experience of consuming the alcohol here, could this not be some kind of conditioning exercise where if they act out, they might get rewarded with a drink? Admittedly, I'm not a drinker myself, so I don't know if that would be an effective, alluring thing for a kid if they experienced that, but it's obvious that alcoholism is a very serious thing that affects a lot of people, and I don't know, I'd just be worried more than anything that they're conditioning their kid to use it during excitable moments, or like I said, for acting out, let alone the fact that the entire restaurant... 
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Prime would probably get a multi-thousand-dollar fine for what that manager just did. Honestly, between the mother and the manager, the cops should have just been called by OP. Our next story is from Dapper Dicky, entitled "Parents and My Sister." Me, 17, and my sister share a father but not a mother. We'll call her Hannah, she's 30, and we also have an older sister who we'll call Lydia, who's 31. And our father we'll call Kyle, fake names for privacy. Kyle had Hannah with his high school sweetheart, but ended up cheating on her and leaving her and Hannah a time later to be with my current mother I'll call Karen. Kyle was never there for Hannah through her whole life. Even when she had social media and he knew about it, He made no effort to talk or reach out, just ignored her existence and left them both for my mom and Lydia, who begged for me to be born, so my parents didn't even want me. But this isn't about me. Fast forward to this year, and Hannah announced that she was pregnant with her fiancé Jack's kid. Jack is a trans man and already had a child, but Hannah's always wanted two or more kids because siblings are the best. Hannah was never private about her relationship and continued to post. The only time Kyle ever reached out to Hannah was because she was pregnant. He didn't want anything to do with the first original kid, just the one that Hannah was carrying. On top of that, Kyle and Karen are so transphobic and can't accept the fact that Hannah is actually happy that they stalked Jack's page just to find out he was trans and trying to find proof of him being controlling and abusive, just trying to separate their relationship and ruin it, because they know Jack and Hannah together won't let them control their new grandbabies. But they think if Hannah is alone and vulnerable, she'll let them. Kyle and Karen stalked Jack so hard and looked so deep in the videos, they took tiny little snippets of things Jack said just to put him in a bad light, when in reality, they're putting themselves in a bad light. Kyle's also commented stuff like, Oh, your new baby is so cute, the other's just a bonus. And I'm finally a grandpa, I feel so lucky. Which has been stuff he's done for a long time, just trying to get more attention on himself and stuff. My parents are absolutely insane and stupid that they ignore the fact that they abandoned Hannah, abused me and Lydia, and think, oh, we'll just suddenly pop into Hannah's life after years of abandonment and torture and expect her to forgive us without an apology. I don't know why they try to paint themselves in a good light after all they've done. It's comical. I don't know if we're all being dramatic either, so if you want to give your opinions in the comments, go ahead. But remember, Kyle and Karen are alcoholics who physically hit me and Lydia as children, manipulated us, and it got to the point Lydia cut them out of her life completely because Karen is so entitled that she thinks, even though I hit you, I did this too, and you should own up to your actions, even though I won't own up to mine. Whether all the details in the story line up necessarily, I know a lot of people are like, The ages might not be right or the names were kind of mixed up a little bit. The fact of the matter is, these are grandparents, or parents directly for OP, who were awful to them all throughout their lives, and I hope for the sake of their next generation that they don't allow them to even be in their lives. God forbid OP and their sisters and their kids have to suffer the way they did at the hands of those parents. Our next story is from Hellybear90, 
what can I do? So I'm 32 year old female, I've just sold my house and I'm in the process of buying another. I was meant to stay with my mom and her partner for maybe 4 days but due to legal errors it's now been 2 weeks and it's likely to be another 2 weeks more until I can move. So my mom is super quick to anger over little things. Her partner is very controlling of her and trying to be controlling of me. I've documented 11 instances where they've raised their voices at me over tiny things in the first week of staying here. The tension is unbearable and I've stopped eating and sleeping. The latest thing is her partner is demanding I get a cleaner for my new house. I have no partner or children and work from home, so the house is clean. I've told them I can't afford a cleaner and I don't need one anyway. With the rising cost of inflation and energy prices in the UK, I'm terrified about affording to live alone, let alone a cleaner. They're very wealthy and they don't seem to live on the same planet as the rest of us when it comes to money. They also don't have a cleaner. My mom's partner is demanding I hand over my bank statements so he can see how much I earn plus my outgoings so he can help me to prioritize a cleaner. Please help. What can I do while I'm forced to live here? I feel like what OP should do is try to just play the delay game. I guess that's kind of easier said than done, but I think your goal should just be kind of constantly moving the goalposts on scheduling anything or looking into stuff. Like if they're saying like, oh, we should get you a cleaner or you should schedule a new cleaner. You should say stuff like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm looking into that. I'm trying to find a good one. Just little white lies here and then that hopefully can hold you over for increasing stretches of time until you have enough and you can move out. It's so much easier said than done, but OP really needs to try to focus on just taking care of themselves in the immediate. Make sure you're trying to eat. Make sure you're at least trying to sleep because those are two of the most important things that you can possibly do for yourself. And honestly, if little white lies aren't your kind of thing, you can also go the stonewalled route and just say, I don't want to hire a cleaner, I can clean it all myself just fine. If they try to help you find somebody, just say, thanks for the offer, I've got it all handled. You know, build them up, make them feel good, like thanks for any advice they give you, I'll definitely consider it. And just, you know, shut them out of any kind of decision-making authority for you. Our next story is from Creative IQ. My entitled mother keeps pressuring me into money, and I don't know what to do anymore. The situation's been going on for the past two years now, and I'm only 19 years old. Basically, by the time I entered community college and started getting refund checks back to help spend on any other stuff I want, like clothes, games, food, books, etc., my entitled mother's come in with her hardcore drug problem and begged slash threatened me for money ranging from $120 to almost $300 or $400. And I've said no, thousands of times perhaps. But all it leads to anymore is screaming, cussing, violence, and one time the police. And the other family living with me doesn't help as they go after her for the stuff that she bought with the money I gave her, which in return makes her come back to me. The worst part is that she never pays back at all hardly and even if she does, it's only something little like $100 when by now she owes me almost $2,000. I live with my great grandparents, who my mother has already made broke due to her habits, my uncle and aunt, two people who make things worse for me by asking my mom for her stuff, and then there's my entitled mother. I just, I don't know what to do anymore. It feels like I can't say no anymore, like I have no control over my own life. And before you ask, no, I can't leave as I can't afford it, nor do I have anyone else to live with. 
I'm just tired of this whole situation and needed a place to vent about this. I really just don't know what to do anymore. If the situation keeps up, I won't have any money at all, which is what you need to survive anymore. Overall, this is an incredibly difficult situation because it's very easy to say the whole, you know, you need to save up and get out of there when you can. But a lot of people like OP, they just don't have that opportunity. The easy advice that's actually hard to follow is putting that wall up like the last post, just saying no despite the freak out that comes as a result of it. The best thing I can say honestly in this situation is keep holding out for as long as they can until they can get out of there, and more than anything, protect that money. Put it in a bank account that that mom cannot access, and if that comes with a bank card, protect that with your life and don't ever let that pin get out. Our next story is from Wild and Free Fairy, Sick of My Mom. So, my mom had kids with a complete selfish jerk who never helped financially to help secure our future, even though he could, he didn't want to. He basically gave off that having kids was some kind of burden to him. Then we're struggling with money my whole life, and my mom's a really toxic, gaslighting, negative person, and it seems most of her life she was constantly jumping from one thing to another and not taking the time to get some solid qualifications so that she could get a good paying job, etc. So unfortunately, she didn't do that. Then she ended up settling for a terribly paying job for ages to take care of me and my siblings, and then she keeps, now that I'm an adult, complaining about how she doesn't have any money and slagging off my dad. And basically, witnessing their constant relationship troubles has really damaged my view of relationships and money and caused me a lot of mental stress and pain. Just recently, she went off on a rant again about how everything is unaffordable, etc. And it's basically really just had such a bad impact on my mental state, having her around me. But I'm going for a job interview on Tuesday, and I'm trying my best to find my way out. Y'all, please pray for me for my escape and my healing. Honestly, I'm darn proud of OP for going out there, interviewing, and trying to put their best foot forward in getting them out of a toxic situation. Even if that interview doesn't work out, OP should keep their head up because they know that they're working towards a goal that will ultimately better themselves and take a lot of that stress off them. Get out of that situation and cut all of those toxic relationships off. Our next story is from Financial Neck 831 My father tried to make me steal a slushie at a zoo and put it in my bottle. Today, the day that this was written, my family and my family friend went to a zoo. I'm Dutch and 14. Halfway across, there was a short place to rest. There was a slushie tent overwatched by a guy who also made ice cream and sold bottles and such. I wanted one, and my father said that I had to put it in my bottle. Meanwhile, they had cups for that, which I said no to. Then after I got permission from the guy who was watching, which I had to pay of course, actually my father paid for it, I did it in the cup, not in the bottle I had. It was hard plastic like the one you brought to school. After I got back, he got annoyed then. After, while I'm drinking and eating the slushy, he said I had to put some in my bottle and after in my cup again. He kept insisting I did it. I said the only way I would do that is if I got a full green light from the guy selling those. I tried while he was pushing to do it. I couldn't ask, admittedly, since there were people in line. I got so done, I threw it in the trash, the cup. To clear some things up before stuff hits the fan, because I know people are wondering, I'm pretty sure my dad wouldn't actually steal. He works as a trucker, yet makes enough money for the family. Second off, I wouldn't steal a slushie. Even if it was only five cents, I would pay for it. 
Honestly, I think, if anything, if the slushie was five cents, that's even more reason to pay for it. I mean, that would have been such a non-expense. That said, I imagine people who sell ice cream and slushies probably have really good margins on that stuff. They probably wouldn't be hurting if you did steal it from them, but I love and cherish that OP has morals and they're not trying to steal from a person who's doing some hard work selling these things. I feel bad for them for having somebody that keeps pressuring them to do something they clearly do not want to do. And our final story of the days from Orshan who lived, I was a disrespectful, hateful child. This happened when I was 10. Someone requested another story about my entitled cousin. So here's the reason I don't respect her. I had just finished getting my braces fully put on about two months before this. My mom wasn't feeling well and my cousin took me for a weekend. On the first night after a two hour story time about how God wants us to be vegan or something, we end up going to lunch which she insists we'll all get sushi with her much older husband. This guy always talked like he was the most intelligent person on earth. It's me, him, cousin, her two kids, two and six. I'm being talked down to but the expectation was for me to stay silent. I have ADHD, dyslexia and ADD. I'm also 10 and bored. Essentially after 15 minutes of everything wrong with OP I blurt out, wow you talk a lot and start eating chips. While being yelled at in hushed tones I'm trying to dig out a chip that's stuck in my braces, my cousin starts slapping my hand away but it's causing my crying pain. After the fifth time, she slapped me extremely hard in the face, snatching my hand away from my face. She gets in my face and says, Stop putting your filthy hands to your face, you embarrassing little freak. Her husband reaches past her face and slams my hand into the table, fracturing my wrist we found out days later. I start crying and she declares the meal ruined. I'm shoved towards the car, pushed into it and taken home where my mom is so sick she doesn't even know who she is. My cousin tells my dad that I threw a temper tantrum and kicked her baby and I can't be near them again. With my mom sick, I was sent to my room and grounded for three months. My mom took me to the hospital when she felt better, but I was told to apologize. So I called my cousin, very loudly I apologized. Then when my mom thought I hung up, I added, I freaking hate you, and hung up. My grandmother heard me and gave me a hug and said, Yeah, that one is a runt. After story, my grandmother listened to what happened and, while in her 70s, told my cousin's then-husband he has three rules from now on. You don't speak near me, you don't stand near me, you don't test me. And told my cousin she's not welcome at the next family reunion. She, grandma, had my other cousin go by to pick up my cousin's children for the reunion. Explanation of my parents' behavior... My mother had a long-standing illness that would damage her memory and mess with her mind. My dad isn't my father, but he truly loved my mother, but he had tunnel vision when she was sick. I don't blame them for this, but a part of me hates them for it. Honestly, I think this speaks really highly about OP, the fact that they don't blame their parents for this. They're able to rationalize that this was probably a traumatic-ish situation for their parents, with a dad that truly loves their wife who is just going through some kind of horrendous sounding illness but you gotta feel terrible for op the fact that not only were they grounded and punished in this situation their wrist was fractured and there was never any questioning about that they just assume op goes and does something so rambunctious that they fracture their own wrist it's just kind of astounding and frankly saddening 
But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.